0: You guys know how supporting local business is in our blood, and we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, DRC has provided the highest quality of products, from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. And guess what? Snow is coming, and we've already had a taste of it. You know Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows, They'll deliver. DRC can cut to size and pre slot most slope snowplow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We went and checked out their warehouse a few weeks back and it was nothing short of amazing. These guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. And we even witnessed machines that cut material that are used for bulletproof vests. Remember, DRC Custom makes it all. And you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, bulk at a fantastic rate they're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people just like us here at dnvr be sure to call them today for any slow snowplow needs custom gaskets hoses or anything else you might need that's 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr part of the weekend, hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend, having a good time when the orange and blue W-I-N, tuning in every day with the good folks down at
1: DNVR.
0: Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. And we got an awesome deal for DNVR listeners or for our great Periscope watchers right now. Check out this CBD infused coffee. It doesn't only taste incredible, but it's CBD infused. You get all the the nice caffeine buzz that you want without the jitters because the CBDs calm you down. So use the code DNVR20 to receive 20% off your order from Strava Craft Coffee. Boys, speaking of caffeine, Mr. Brandon Allen bringing the caffeine to the Broncos' offense, I don't believe what I just saw.
1: A 125 passer rating, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Boy, his face may look like Paxton Lynch,
0: but nothing (laughs) about his game looked like it. Wow. Uh, You know, there was always a a little feeling – that I had that maybe something like this could happen, especially because we have talked about it so much of like, you know, uh, saying like Brandon Allen's not better than Joe Flacco, like the coaches would know if that was the case. And then I was like, man, we've said that too many times. He's totally going to go out there and outplay Joe Flacco. And to be honest, he played better than Joe Flacco has the entire season. I know Flacco did have the three touchdown game against Jacksonville. He certainly throughout the season never felt like he was as in control of the offense as Brandon Allen was. And, man, he just – he had a little bit of gamer to him. He made some plays, made some big-time throws, played within himself – I was very, very impressed with the dude making his first career NFL start.
1: Well, after the game, Von Miller said he felt like little Wayne when he found Drake because Von Miller said that Brandon Allen was going to do just fine last week. Vic Fangio said that Brandon Allen had a little bit of the it factor last week, but really the most important stat Brandon Allen had wasn't the 125 pass rating. It wasn't the two touchdowns. It was probably the five carries for 13 yards, especially the one where he picked up 11 yards on the ground. He was mobile, and that allowed Rich Scangarello to to change his game plan completely and to play to Brandon Allen's strengths and to use the mobility of a quarterback, which, come on, Rich hasn't had the first eight games of this season. And
2: remember, on those runs, three of them were kneel downs.
0: Yeah, so he lost... However many yards. Yeah,
2: the threat of the run changed it, and uh, you could see moments where... Welcome to 2019. Right, he rolled out, and he was able to extend the play, and he was able to make something happen. The pass that he had to Noah Fant, where he rolls out, and he just drops a dime beyond two defenders. Noah Fant does a great job getting into position, settling behind the defenders, and Allen just places it in the breadbasket perfectly for him to catch the ball. Everything about that play is what was missing from the offense in the first eight games. I'm not going to sit here and say that Brandon Allen is a world-beating quarterback, but I am saying that for this scheme, he can be capable. And maybe what you're looking for for Brandon Allen is to find out, can this guy be at least a long-term backup in this scheme? Based on this game, maybe he can. But look, it's one game. There were some flaws. Pressure did discombobulate him at times. There were a couple of throwaways that looked Joe Flacco-esque under duress, but at least he was able to extend it a little bit and get it, get it away.
1: About that self-sack, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I do think that the Minnesota and Buffalo games are going to be much ruder to Brandon Allen, but let's deal with those I know, like, later. I some... Let him enjoy this day. He should take a picture of the scoreboard. He should get every souvenir he could find. You know what? Take some blades of grass. From the field. Put him in a Ziploc bag. And then when you get back home to Arkansas. Or wherever he calls home. Put them in the yard. So you can always have a piece of this field growing. Just take, take this day. Savor it. Remember it. It might not happen again. Again this might be just simply the AAA picture. Who comes up. Makes that spot start. He's aces in that first game. He gets found out in the next games and struggles. That's what this is probably going to be. But enjoy the moment. I know You can't take this day away from Brandon Allen.
1: I know RK wants to squash any bad talk about Brandon Allen right now, but he said the worst throw he had on the day, uh, he called it a terrible throw, (laughs) was the touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton. And I can't can't really disagree with him too much. And Vic Fangio can as well in terms of it being the worst pass on the day. Vic was asked about that, and Vic said, No, he had a he had a worse pass in in the middle of the field in the red zone.
2: (laughs) Oh, the shovel pass as well. No, no, it was
1: it was a slant. I can't recall it. And he threw some passes
2: behind receivers, and some of that is just he hasn't gotten used to the timing. But there were a few throws where you could see Allen. The accuracy isn't quite there, but he trusted his targets. The game plan was tailored to have Courtland Sutton doing the things that he does best. To make an adjustment on a ball that wasn't... Look, it wasn't a great pass on the touchdown. He did have to adjust. Credit to Cortland Sutton for being there. But it's a 50-50 ball and you gave him a shot. And then Noah Fant being used as Noah Fant should be used. Been waiting for this the entire season. Noah Fant's not going to bust out for 100-plus every game. But today... You got the glimpse of what he could be, and that 75-yard gallop, the longest play for a Broncos tight end since Shanning Sharp back in 2 when he's gaining yardage on the defenders chasing him down, that was a thing of beauty as a Noah Fant enthusiast since the pre-draft process. My heart fluttered a little bit as I watched him rumble downfield. That's what you brought him for. Lo and behold, it was a game plan that played to the strength, the strengths of your skill position, guys. Glory, glory, hallelujah, I've been waiting for this all season. You guys
0: are getting way too used to podcasting without me. I can't get a word in here. <laughs> First of all, there is no such thing as a bad pass to Cortland Sutton in the red zone. So, Brandon Allen, while I understand your sentiment, you probably could have thrown a better ball. That's the rules. You get past the 50, you throw it up for Cortland good things happen even when you throw you know m- remember we used to say uh they were 60 40 balls for Cortland sutton that was actually like a 40 60 ball for the db and Cortland still won on his 40 chance you just there's no such thing as a bad pass to him the db or the stupid stupid face or er, er, mouth uh mouth guard uh, god denzel ward <laughs>
2: what the hell who told him Denzel, man, D, that looks great. <laughs> wear that. The picture of him, he, he looks like a damn fool, Once in the words of <laughs> Chubb Pe- Chubb's
0: Peterson. Once he uh, sees that picture, he's going to realize that he should never wear that yeah, mouth guard ever again. He <laughs>
2: should never wear that again. In my, the Browns should never wear that brown on brown uniform again, although they will, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh.
0: Baker, like, you, j- you probably can't have that facial hair when you're two and six. Well, he's made sure that that's not going to happen. He shaved it away after the game. Just okay. the stash before now. talking to the media. That's smart. Um,. <laughs> here's the thing I get that everyone wants to be hypercritical of Brandon Allen and hey pump the brakes he's not the franchise quarterback blah 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 none of that matters none of that matters right now because the kid just went out there in his first ever game and a moment that he's been waiting for for four years a moment he's been waiting for for his entire life and he never he never stuttered He went out there and played like an NFL quarterback, and I'm so happy for him because no one expected anything from him, including all three of us here, uh, anyone in in the media. Like No one except for his teammates probably expected anything from him. I'm sure Vic Fangio didn't expect him to even play that well. Um, I felt
2: like the absurd outlier saying that because he was the spot start guy, he might surprise people and play well.
0: Right. I think I'm the
2: only one in this room who said he had a chance to play well.
0: I think I, think mm-hmm. I might have thrown that out there at one point. But the, the thing is, no one expected it, he, right? We would not have – if he went 10 for 29 with two picks and the Broncos got blown out tonight, we would have been like, well, that's kind of what you had to expect was going to happen. Much more than we're saying, well, you got to expect Brandon Allen to just go out there and deal. The interesting thing here is, does Rich Scangarello – have a knack for something with these spot start quarterbacks I realized it was you know Kyle Shanahan's game plan but remember he's the one who prepared Nick Mullins to go last year and Nick Mullins lit it up Zach and I were roasting Nick Mullins on the podcast before I think it was a Thursday night game we're like this guy doesn't even have a this guy has the <laughs> worst <laughs> Wikipedia picture ever it's someone zoomed in on their phone from the stands of the senior goal post right yeah, in his and then he went out there and played really well. Like it's, oh, it was almost the exact same situation as this one. And I think Rich Gangarello. I wonder if maybe he, he realized tonight that he's been overthinking it a little bit this year. Like, dial it back a little bit. Not dial it back, I guess. Just simplify things, and you know, call the plays that you know your quarterback likes and that sort of thing. And and I wonder if he had an epiphany tonight about a play calling it because this was far and away. The best game he's had calling plays. Yeah,
2: and it wasn't perfect. The shovel pass to Royce Freeman is one that you'd like to have back. Here's my take on shovel passes.
0: <laughs> Great teams, they work 100% of the time. Bad teams, they work 0% of the time. I would
2: think the Broncos as a franchise would have retired it after Super Bowl 24. Shovel pass to Bobby Humphrey that went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> So, I, I, there's old school p- fans know exactly what i'm talking about with someone's that, in the, the
0: periscope right now being like yes mace thank you for, <laughs> for bringing him super bowl 24 up actually no one wants no one that. wants um i thought rich gangarello had a great game you're not gonna be 100 percent, except for on that 95 yard drive when he literally was 100 percent. every play went for four yards or more and four was the outlier being the worst play um i just i, I feel like so I talked to Andrew Beck after the game. Nice guy, by the way. Um, and he told me that the offense had a meeting early in the week in which they said, "Why, you know, they're watching the film, and they're like, why are we playing so tight? Why is everyone playing so tight? Why is everyone trying to be perfect? We need to play loose this week. And I think having a new face in the in the huddle and a new guy in the practice field, and whether they liked – Andrew Beck wasn't going to admit this. I, I did ask. They also realized there's no expectations on them for this game. And I think it allowed everyone to just relax and play football. And Andrew Beck said it best. He's like, you know, we realized we have a lot of good players. Mm -hmm. We have some guys who are really good at football. We just got to go out there and play. What do you have to lose? Exactly. Here's the thing. The big plays are what
1: saved this team. And there was more of an emphasis to do it. Everyone a minute after the game. And they hit on the big plays. Guys, this rushing game was bad. It was not good outside of two plays. The 30-yard touchdown by Philip Lindsay at the end of the game and the 41-yard run that he had earlier in the game. Outside of those 71 yards, the Broncos ran the ball 18 times for 56 yards. That's a 3 yards per carry average. That is not good, especially when your starting quarterback is Brandon Allen, but they did have those two plays. They did have the big touchdown to Cortland Sutton. They did have the huge 75-yard touchdown to Noah Fant, and it wasn't like they were all designed to go the distance. It was just they gave their playmakers the ball with the possibility of making something happen. So that starts with Rich Scangarello and Vic Fangio saying, yes, we need to listen to Joe Flacco. We need to give these guys an opportunity to make big plays. And then it's also on the players for Noah Fant taking what? That was a 12-yard catch or something across the middle. And then he broke three tackles and then took off to the end zone. Cortland Sutton making a great play over Denzel Ward. Phillip Lindsay in the offensive line finding something and turning that into a big play when it really shouldn't have been a big play. So everyone executed on the big plays. If the Broncos don't have those, this Brandon Allen debut looks so I'm going to
2: challenge you on that running game thing, though, because you mentioned 18 for 56. Well, you got three kneel downs in there. For minus three yards, so it's fifteen for fifty-nine. It's three point nine yards per carry. It's not great, but it's not abject.
1: It was. It did not feel good though. That personally, it got better as
2: the game went on, though. Yeah, they got stronger. They wore. They wore down Cleveland's front.
0: It started awful when Philip Lindsay had that forty-one yard carry. He was averaging like one point one yards per carry. Exactly. It was. It was really bad up to that point. That kind of opened things up, though. And I also, I, I get what you're saying that they had these big plays, but. You can't t- like that's the p- that's the whole goal is to create explosive plays. The team who makes creates the most explosive plays usually wins the game. So it's kind of the whole argument of oh, if John Elway didn't have Peyton Manning, if you take away the, the best things they did all night, then it's not going to. I'm talking
1: up. about two plays though, two two running plays. Right. If they don't have those, th- this offense, this running game is not that good. Royce Freeman had three yards per carry.
0: And I turned to you at uh at one point in the game and I said if I told you the Broncos were were winning fourteen to three or something. At that moment, you, with Brandon Allen, you would have thought they were running the ball really well. And at that point, they were, they were averaging like one yard per carry. And that's a testament to Brandon Allen. Like, the dude went out there and made plays. And in the year of the backup, I am not going to be the one who looks silly later when he keeps doing this. But really quick uh, uh, on the rushing attack.
1: Phillip Lindsay outside of those two big plays, which I'm not taking away. I'm giving the Broncos credit for that. He averaged three yards per carry. Royce Freeman averaged three yards per carry. That sh- is a losing game plan when Brandon, but really any quarterback it, it, is your quarterback, but especially just a guy making his first but start. But that's
0: kind of what Philip Lindsay is. He's a boom or bust type of guy. So in the you know when he's going to have hundred yards, it's probably because he had thirty on one play.
2: And that's mo- what most running games are when they work. It's pounding and pounding and sticking with it as you go for two yards, three yards, two yards, then all of a sudden no, you get the home run for twenty plus. You rarely do you get the running game where you're getting five to six yards a pop every time, and I'm not sure this team with the state of its offensive line is capable of that, quite frankly.
1: Oh, I know. So you guys think without the big plays that they would they still would have won this game? No, because well, that's what I'm arguing. <laughs> yeah. But I just they don't got the big how, plays. It's, a it's, it's they, not a flawed argument. It's not a flawed. I'm showing plays how plays are a part of the game. I'm
0: showing how important those were from the top down. Yes, and that and that's what made this offense feel good because. They've never had those this season. They're not creating those explosive plays. And that's what was so surprising to me is all of a sudden, you know, they bring in Brandon Allen and it's just a little change and everyone starts playing a little bit more loose and they start making plays. Like Noah Fant looks so confident playing out there tonight. And, and I think this will actually be a turning point for him in his rookie season. He he didn't look lost. He didn't have trouble tracking any footballs. He, he played – like a guy who was just going out there and being 6' foot whatever and 250 pounds and, and, you know, a guy that runs a four or five. So I think the young guys all really stepped up. It was, I think, you know, a passing of the torch type of game. And, again, it's easy to sit here and say it was a flash in the pan for Brandon Allen, but if he just goes out there and plays like that every week, the Broncos are going to have a chance in all these games.
2: By the way, I'd like to congratulate Noah Fant because – he now leads all rookie tight ends in receiving yards. T.J. Hawkinson th- through uh, eight games for the Lions. Of course, they haven't had their bye. Has 22 catches for 296 yards, two touchdowns. Noah Fant after this game, and of course, he's had one more game, so bear that in mind. 300 yards on 23 catches and two touchdowns. But, of course, T.J. Hawkinson had that big 100-plus game back in week one against the Vance Joseph defense that can't stop tight ends to save its life. Noah Fant is on the better trajectory right now than TJ Hawkinson.
0: Pretty crazy how the narrative can change that quickly. And and we've been preaching patience with Noah Fant pretty much all year. But, you know, people were ready to call him a bust. Right. And tonight you saw what happens when the offensive game plan finds ways to get him in space and create mismatches. Well,
2: he's on pace for just under 40 receptions, a little over 500 yards, four touchdowns over the course of the year. If you told me, and I think anyone who knows about the development of tight ends, all three of us do and how it takes time, if you told any of us that he would have that kind of production as a rookie, we all would have taken it and said, thank you, he's on the right track.
1: Yep. So that's the exact stat line I predicted him yep. to before the season. That. And that was a great stat line great. that, that I was predicted on the optimistic him to side. do. Exactly. So he came in with 185 receiving yards. He had 115 today.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: More. and more.
0: As much as you know, I wanna talk about Brandon Allen and, and what he did, all so many young guys contributed to this win. Dalton Reisner had a great game. Um, you know, Justin Simmons, not really a young guy anymore, but he had a fantastic game. Hey, the Andrew man
1: Johnson led the team in tackles.
0: Yes. You go around and, and it's why, you know, Dalton Reisner's walking off the field saying it was a rookie night, it was a rookie night, then I think he might have gotten some flack for that. Uh, from some of the veterans, because he walked that back in his press conference as his, I was just I was just saying that you know as a joke like Justin
2: but. Holland's first first sack,
0: yep, yep. a first lot of firsts, firsts out there. So uh, I, I don't know, man. I, this was uh, this was cool to see. I just I loved seeing a happy locker room. I loved seeing how happy they all were for Brandon Allen. All the guys ran up to him after the game, patting him on the head uh, and
2: on the head. Kind <laughs> <laughs> on the, on head. the shoulder, <laughs> man, the the head, the tush. Well, I mean, he had a helmet on. So. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll with a helmet on, I'll give you that. I, I thought when you said it in the locker room, I thought. Oh, it's no, the I said after oh. the game. Like, okay, are they walking up to us? I mean, I don't want to <laughs> doing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just, it was cool to see. And I don't know, man. It felt like a weight was lifted off of their shoulders. And I don't want to harp too heavily on Joe Flacco, but we talked about it. Every single week. The body language from Joe Flacco just it felt like it was s- sucking the life out of them. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they made a change, and it felt like life was injected into them with the Brandon Allen show.
2: They needed a young quarterback with a little bit more fire, maybe a little bit more piss and vinegar, as it were. <laughs> a little more emotion. That quarterback... And look, we know stylistically he's a better fit because he has some mobility, and you need a quarterback who can escape behind an offensive line that struggled in past pro. But I think just his leadership style is a better fit, as you have a team that's getting younger, that you know is going to rely on Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, etc. Have get have a young guy who sort of fits that mindset, fits that generation, fits that ethos. Brandon Allen's a better fit than Joe Flacco was. You don't need Joe Cool. You need a little fire from number two.
0: Okay, here's my last. <laughs> here's like my last uh, Brandon Allen question for you guys: Is there a chance that Drew Locke doesn't play this year because Brandon Allen plays too well?
2: There's a chance. It's not a big one, but there's a chance. I could see a scenario where Brandon Allen. Instead of playing just these three games in November, I think as we expect, extends his time by three games into the Chargers game, the Houston game, and the Kansas City game, and then Drew Locke gets the final two weeks.
1: I think if Brandon Allen plays the way plays the way he did tonight, not puts up the stats he did, then no, we see Drew Locke pretty soon. Yeah. Because I actually I still. He, yeah. His stats were significantly better than he played. I'll
2: say that.
0: I disagree, man. He made the throws. <laughs> like, he was. I, he, I realized he had some bad moments.
2: It looked a little shambolic at times.
0: But this when is a dude in his rush first start. There is going to be some rough action. right? But, and but and they had no
2: film on him. They didn't know Minnesota. You, you know, Mike Zimmer is going to study this film. Sean McDermott's going to study this film. I don't think the next two games are going to be smiles and sunshine for Brandon Allen and the offense like this one was. The likelihood is that, and I hate, I am going to be Mr. Grace guys here. The likelihood <laughs> is that this game might be the high point for Brandon Allen this year.
1: It's
0: possible. It's certainly. I mean,
1: 125 passes. It's gonna be hard to top it. And I, I, don't I think, certainly right, agree.
0: It, it, yeah, it's gonna be very hard to top it. And I don't think any of us. Uh, I'm certainly not saying like stop the presses and roll out the the contract extension for Brandon Allen. What four years, but- hundred mil? Let's do it. <laughs>
2: he drifted a little in the pocket as well, and for someone with his mobility, I want to see him stepping up and out of the rush rather than drifting. That Trevor Simeon drift happened a few times in there, I just, and that's something he's got to correct.
0: I feel like it's silly to be so so critical of anything he did. It was his first start. Like, there's just there's going to be all sorts of things that he has to work on. But he but feels a lot he, better to work on it after a win.
1: But you said if he plays that way, and I just I'm I'm scared of like no. what Mace was saying. If he plays the same way in Minnesota against a better defense when a team has time to prepare, when uh, he's not getting the 50-50 from Cortland Sutton, when that 50 goes the other way, when Noah Fant isn't trucking three guys. Hey, I'm so happy for Brandon Allen. I'm just trying to be realistic in in how many times things really went the right way for Brandon Allen on pretty much every single
2: play where it could, where for Joe Flacco, it would have gone the other way. And the other thing is, Cleveland sucks. (laughs) No team is Less than the Ow. sum of its parts
0: to this degree. Is Freddie Kitchen still employed? I don't know. <laughs> if
2: it were if if I were Jimmy Haslam, I'd be pulling the Lane Kiffin move. I'd be firing him on the tarmac after this game because they everything about them. Their game management. the the fact that. OBJ and Jarvis Landry had to be told change your shoes <laughs> at halftime. You've got the wrong cleats. You think on.
0: That's ever happened with Bill Belichick or no. John Harbaugh? <laughs> no.
2: And I acknowledge the whole thing with the shoes that you can't wear what you want. It's a dumbass rule. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can all agree Get on that. But that at the same time. You've got to make sure that the guys know about it. Did the NFL uniform person not go up and talk to them? Or the coach has got to notice these things or someone on the staff. How could nobody in the Browns organization not see, "Hey, you guys are going to have to change your shoes here." They're watching the Browns in person. You get a feel for just the chaos, the disorganization they have in terms of their in-game management. I don't know how you bring Freddie Kitchens back. I think the I think their plan to get uh, Mike McCarthy, who, which is who we thought they were going to get at this time last year anyway. I think that's that's already in play. I'd be shocked if McCarthy is not the Browns coach next year. Hey, look, you shouldn't ever hire a coach based on, oh, the young quarterback really likes him. That doesn't work. It didn't work in Tampa Bay with Dirk Cutter uh, becoming the head coach. They basically forced Lovie Smith out to make room for Dirk, Dirk Cutter. It's not working for Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens. I
0: have a I have a question about the Browns for you, Zach, but I'll let you uh, tell us a little
1: something from the people first. If you guys want to roll this celebration into next weekend, I have the perfect thing for you. It's never summer's opening day at Bowl. They're teaming up with Breckenridge Brewery for this one. It is Saturday, November 9th, like I said, at Bowl, from 6 to 11 p.m. And guys, snow's here, so so is the party. They're going to have live bands, karaoke. They're going to have chances to win um, snowboards designed by Jamie Molina, chance for an epic pass. Um, they're going to have so much free stuff there. And to get to drink the wonderful breckenridge brewery beer so make sure you check out the breckenridge brewery never summer opening day party at punch bowl social on november night that's this saturday and then hey you don't have to worry about watching a broncos game that sunday so you can have as many breckenridge brews as you want
0: i was just gonna say i think that's the the unofficial uh dnvr bi-week party because i mm-hmm. plan on uh, plan on making an appearance well
2: of course next saturday the big game, Alabama-LSU. Yep. So that, you watch
0: that, and then you go to this right after. I thought you were talking about CU Stanford. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good one. Oh, and maybe may,
1: maybe John Elway doesn't need to be uh, in Tuscaloosa for LSU-Alabama, because maybe Brandon Allen's the guy. He doesn't need <laughs> no. to
2: go
0: check out a couple top no, quarterbacks. No, he needs to be in Tuscaloosa
2: <laughs> watching that daggum football game.
0: As I said once before, neither of those guys fit in this offense. Anyways... Um, Then you have your guy, Brandon Allen, number two. (laughs) Brandon Allen, perfect fit. Uh, Okay, Zach, your Browns. You told me before the game you woke up feeling like the Browns were going to roll. Yep. Did you get a wake-up call today as you watched them in person to how bad this team truly is?
1: It's what Mace said. It's dysfunctional. Every part of their organization is so dysfunctional. And uh, that shows on the field. No matter how much talent you have, it shows on the field. We saw OBJ at the end of the game. He's throwing a temper tantrum (laughs) on the sidelines. Baker is shaving his mustache or his handlebars after the game. When you have all of this going on, it is so hard to overcome that. And that's why they're the two and six Cleveland Browns, losing to the Brandon Allen getting his first start. Two
2: and five Denver Broncos. They have too much talent to be playing like this. It's crazy. Yep. Talent-wise, they should be 5-3 or 6-2. I two. feel bad
0: for the people that cover the, that team. They've That's covered entertaining. so many bad teams, yep. and they were finally like, wow, we might actually get to go into a couple winning locker rooms this <laughs> year. And trust me, I know how much it sucks to go into losing locker rooms every week. They probably f- finally oh, thought, oh, this could be fun to cover the Browns for the first time ever. And so you
1: know what those reporters need, Ryan? They need to hit up the green solution on their way out of town right now. And you know what's great? There's 17 Colorado locations for all of those reporters to stop into on their way to Dia. And of course, there's whoa, ex- whoa, whoa! You're telling them to take this? <laughs> no, no, no! On no, no. They have time. They have, <laughs> yeah.
2: they have time before you they say, get to on the DIA. way to Dia. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> They're overdriver. Hold on here.
0: exactly. <laughs> Most of them really probably wouldn't.
1: <laughs> and if you want to be like one of those Browns reporters, make sure you check out one of their 17 Colorado locations. Which have an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. So pull out your phone right now, go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. And make sure you use that special code, DNVR20, to get 20% off your entire purchase. Maybe
0: that one Browns reporter who Baker yelled at this week can bring Baker some, uh, like, a couple pre rolled <laughs> joints from the Green Solution and say, like, hey, man, it seems like you need to chill out. <laughs>
2: Well, Tony Grossi, he's the one who—that's the one who got into it with Baker Mayfield. And he's the one who threatened to uh, retire if the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield. And he oh. hasn't retired. So what Baker <laughs> should be doing at a press conference is saying, Hey, Grossi, talk thought you said you were retiring. And there's another radio person who said he would literally eat excrement if the, Bronc- or the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield. Last I checked, he hasn't done that.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> if you're going to make these predictions, you have to
0: actually— own up to it I agree
1: Well I have to ask right now Do either of you want to make a prediction like that well, For any, anyone the Broncos could draft
0: As we were standing on the sidelines With two minutes left in the game With the Browns having zero timeouts And uh, the Broncos ha- having a first and ten one, one reporter said like You guys clearly haven't learned The Broncos can still blow this And I said If the Broncos blow this I will eat my brand new shoe <laughs> So, And it appears you
1: still have both yes, shoes
0: Both shoes still fresh They are fresh um, this—it's crazy how bad they are. But enough about the Browns.
2: It, but it's crazy, but it's fun to talk about a team that has more dysfunction than the Broncos do. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I,
0: that's what I said at the end of the game. I'm like, wow, the the Browns gonna brown are is more strong than the Broncos gonna bronco. they <laughs> are gonna
2: brown. Man, that could be read any number of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not gonna call them the Browncos anymore because they are better than the Browns. Yep. And so are my bills, and so are even my Cardinals.
1: There's still a chance for my Browns.
2: <laughs> chance of what? If your name is Beating Allen, if your
0: last name is Allen, <laughs> pick up a quarterback and start pick up a football and start throwing <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> what's a, What's their record this
1: year? Okay, so Allen. You have one
0: undefeated. Kyle Allen,
1: Allen is undefeated,
0: right? No,
2: that lost He'd the lost 49ers yep. last
1: week. Oh, right. But
2: they're what five and three now.
1: So 5 and 1 with
2: So him, 5 right? and 1 with Kyle Allen.
0: Okay. Um Brandon Allen's undefeated. Brandon Allen gets you to 6 and 1 and Josh Allen they're what? 6 and 2? Yeah, I think so. Wow. So 12 and 3. Not bad. <laughs> 12 and 3 for the <laughs> Allen boys. That's, that's crazy. All right, what else can we take away from this game? Let's move away maybe from the offense. Mace, I know you talked about a few guys that really impressed you.
2: Yeah, Justin Simmons, tremendous play, of course, uh, getting Nick Chubb from the backside there as part of that uh, stop that basically end up giving the Broncos the chance to clinch the game. Justin Simmons said that on that play – There's a lot of latitude he's got. He's coming from the backside, but the decision as to kind of where to align pre-snap that's on him, and he basically cheats up to the line of scrimmage, so he's kind of abandoning an area in order to make sure he's in better position to defend the run. He read that perfectly, and one thing he says that Vic Fangio's scheme gives players the freedom to make those pre-snap reads if they see something and I think that's one reason why Vic Fangio likes Justin Simmons so much is because he's such a smart player and in this scheme he is in the right place with those sorts of calls far more often than he's in the wrong place. Justin Simmons, you gotta pay the man. You gotta pay Derek Wolf as well. And obviously it's not the big contract, not the, the big second contract, but he has five sacks
0: in four games in the last
2: four games. As an interior pass rusher, it hit me today that Derek Wolf If he stays healthy the rest of the season, he's making himself some money. He's having the
0: best year of his career. Right.
2: Now, the question is, will Denver pay up? He has said he wants to stay with the Broncos. I think it's possible to get him, maybe not at a big discount, but at a little bit of a hometown discount. If you start getting something done with him now, you'd be looking at maybe like a two- to three-year deal for Derek Wolfe. Not too long. Maybe you go heavy on the guarantee. But, yeah, he's doing an outstanding job as an interior pass rusher. And now, the way he's playing, maybe you you don't look at that as as great a need as you once did because you figure Draymond Jones will keep developing as well. And then Chris Harris Jr., OBJ got him a couple of times, but the fact that you have that corner that you can put out there on an island, trust him to keep that guy largely in check. OBJ made some catches, nothing that was game-breaking against the Broncos today. Almost. Yeah, almost, but not quite. I think if Chris Harris Jr. is willing to consider staying, yeah, you're not going to get a hometown discount with him, but you start making it work. And in general, if you're going to go young quarterback, probably still in the draft next year, but you're going to go young quarterback, you can pay those guys on the defensive side. You can do what the Seahawks did. Cost-control quarterback on offense Invest more in the defense. Keep this, this this D together. It's allowed only four touchdowns to opposing offenses in the last five games. This this unit is really coming together, and you want to keep it together as much as you can.
0: Man, where would the, this this team would be in a really good place right now if they had anything less than an atrocious offense for yes. the first half of the season. The
2: problem is that the offense is as bad as the defense has been good,
0: and even worse. They're At worse. Times, yes. Than- that's It's unbelievable. Um, we've talked a lot about guys who Vic Fangio's scheme could really help, and, and Justin Simmons was number one. Derek Wolfe was not really on that radar, but it is very clear that he has been unlocked by Vic Fangio's scheme.
2: Drew Locke, is he still on is your Locke, mind? Yeah, I can't stop thinking about Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> no, is he a guy terrific. that can
0: help Vic Fangio's defense? Maybe. Uh, you know what? Watching this tonight, it just – it made me kind of sad that it wasn't Drew because <laughs> it could have been. If everything was handled in the way that we expected it to be. We Remember, week four, when they're 0-4, we we're saying, okay, week nine against the Browns, that's going to be Drew Locke. Can you imagine how different this podcast would be right now? Can you
2: imagine how electric the stadium would have been right for it, Drew Locke tonight? And it was, pretty, it was pretty lively today, even with Brandon Allen. There was something about just that game in which nobody gave the Broncos much of a chance but they play well i feel like the crowd it wasn't really invested and energized at the start but by the end it started to buy in and have some fun with this team winning and winning unexpectedly like this and frankly showing some spark some fire some verve and some even a little funk out there <laughs>
0: It's funny because this is like a fan, this is, this is like validated the fans so much because all the people that were sitting in that stadium all season have been like, oh my God, just give me anyone but Joe Flacco. <laughs> mm-hmm. And usually it doesn't work that way. Right. Like then you get the other guy and he sucks just as much. Yep. But I guarantee you how many people were in that stadium and they're like, dude, I told you, Flacco was killing this team. We could have been good if we didn't play Flacco. And to be honest, I, I can't really debate that uh, that line of thinking right now.
1: What would this game have looked like, not if it was Drew Locke, not if it was Brett and not if it was Brandon Allen, what if it was Joe Flacco, but everything else was the same in terms of the play calling was still aggressive and these guys were making plays
0: around Joe Flacco? It wouldn't have felt as good. Um, this game had like a, a, um, a future vibe to it, you know what I mean? Like this game made me feel like, okay, maybe this team doesn't suck you know, maybe they've just had some bad breaks and that Joe Flacco was holding them back with how immobile he is back there. If Joe Flacco won this game to get the Broncos to 3-6, and six, it would have just felt like... I, pro- I Honestly, I'd probably be talking about right now how it was a waste and that all it does is hurt the draft position.
1: I'm not jumping to the conclusion that this team doesn't suck after just one game. I, d- I don't want it to alter it like that, but what this shows me is... Yes, there are a lot of fun young pieces on this team that can really, really help them moving forward. And that can be not just one cornerstone in Bradley Chubb, but Cortland Sutton, look at him, Noah Fant. Now, am I ready to say that there's no chance Noah Fant not, not isn't a bust, but it, it, there's no chance he's not going to live up to the first round. No, it's, it's just one game. Just like we have not called him a bust because of one game going forward, but we saw the potential. We saw what he can be. When he is just, defenders are bouncing off of him on his way to a 75 yard touchdown. That is exciting. When you see Phillip Lindsay run two carries for 71 yards, that is exciting. When you see Alexander Johnson, he had a heck of a game. Thirteen tackles, but more so than that, he was around the ball all day. All the time. And he was fun to watch. And these are these aren't the high the high paying pieces that we're talking about in the Derek Wolf, the Justin Simmons, the Chris Harris Jr. Yeah.
0: I'm not necessarily saying like this team doesn't suck. What I'm saying is like it made you I don't know, it made me feel every time they win one of these games I end up feeling better about the future. Because I, I, it reminds me that they do have, as I wrote after their last win, they do have the first floor of the rebuild there. It's, they have the pieces to get this thing going. And especially if it's Drew Locke, who's going to be their next quarterback, or heck, if it's Brandon Allen and, and he goes full Kyle Allen on us, um, I, I can see the future. I can see the path. And you mentioned that you know this doesn't mean that Noah Fant can't be a bust. But let me ask you this. Ha, did Paxton Lynch ever have a game like this? Absolutely not. Did, has Garrett Bowles ever had a game like this? No. So but
2: Garrett Bowles keeps having Garrett Bowles games, and there you thought he might get out of this game without penalty, but then he has a false start, and then when the, playing later you get the holding penalty. It's declined, but still.
0: Like Von Miller says, sacks come in bunches. So do penalties, apparently. Um, <laughs> like, that... Right there, you saw the no offense can play in the NFL. You know, like, we, you, you kind of knew that, and you, and you knew that it would take time, but we saw it right in front of our eyes. He can do it. And you also saw, as much as everyone hates the tight end screen, you understand why that, that Rich Gangarello has it in his head. Man, if I can get him ahead of steam, anything can happen. And the first touchdown he scored in his career, you saw that, that exact same thing. He got in space, and once that dude gets rolling – no one can really tackle. Wait, it. who
2: hates the tight end sc- screen? Because with Noah Fant, it's the perfect
0: play. Well, everyone hates the tight end screen. <laughs> uh, Not with
2: Noah Fant, you don't hate it. That's his. That's his bread and butter. It just hasn't
0: worked except for the one time that he scored, and people are and it got called on like a third and eight, and then people started harping on it. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you see that kid when he gets ahead of steam, is very, very difficult to bring down. So while it doesn't mean no that he he can't be a bust from here, it is nice to be able to say he is capable of going for 115 yards in an NFL game, which a lot of times with busts, you never get to see that glimpse. All right, Mace. We, we got, got plenty of questions qu- yeah, let's here, get so let's get
2: questions. to them. Uh, this one, first Before from... Before you
0: do that. Yeah, what we got? We are going to tell the people about drift car sharing. This is a pretty cool setup, guys. Essentially, drift car sharing is the absolute perfect setup for when you're going to the airport. Here's how it works. You go to the airport, you park for free. Oh, that's great. While you're gone drift rents out your cars to incoming travelers who need a car and and want to get it cheaper than renting a car from one of the big companies so someone rents your car while you're gone you make money so not only did you park for free now you're making money off your car then before you get your car back they clean it they make they leave it sparkling clean so now you parked for free you got a free car wash and you made money and then you get in and you and you drive on home, and the whole time it was all insured by Allstate, so you didn't even have to sweat or 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 worry or lose an ounce of sleep over what was happening in your car. It's a pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> awesome setup, uh, and even though it sounds too good to be true, it is not. So, Mace, get us to the questions. Let's go.
2: This one from at Your a sunflower. Do you expect Allen to start after the bye week? hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's the guy.
0: Yep. Well, and he, he's really the only option.
2: So. This is true, because Drew Locke's not going to be ready. And, it's not going to be Brett Rippen. Yeah, and Brett Rippen will not be starting. Follow that up from our friends, D-Line Co. What happens with Locke if
0: Allen plays like this? It's a, it, it's a crazy bridge that we might end up having to cross, although I I'm with you guys that the likelihood is that we don't end up crossing that bridge. But there is a chance that they simply just say... How can we take the ball away from Brandon Allen at this point? And, and here's the thing. If he plays like the way he did
1: today, I think it'll be pretty obvious that it's time for Drew Locke come week 13 because if he plays like that, I don't think the stats are going to follow. But D-Line Co, let's say he puts up two more games of 125 pass rating, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and uh, the Broncos should probably win both of those games. But let's say they even just go 2 and one how could you pull him? How could you, you, you pull the guy if he has if he's averaging 200 yards a game, 125 passer rating, six touchdowns, zero interception? You don't pull him.
0: Uh, you, I mean, it's lit- You literally can't. No. So it's it'd be a weird thing, and and it doesn't even have to be that good. Let's say it's five to two, and they go and two, two and and one. one. Yeah, like if you win one of these next two games, boy.
1: I mean unless it's because the defense has, you know, two defensive two, yeah, touchdowns yeah, yeah. and he he does look bad, then you have a legitimate reason to start Drew Locke. It's gonna be
2: tough. If you win one of these next two games, you have a real emotional building block for the future as well. Minnesota, Buffalo, Houston, Kansas City, these are four of the next five games. Those games are on the road. If you win one of them, you're ecstatic.
1: Yeah. Guys, am, am I wrong for saying I want extremes with Brandon Allen? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want him to be great. And what we saw tonight, in terms of statistically, if he if he does that in two more games, then I know that you know to, he got lucky with those things not going his way, but that he has it in him to be great. But if he's not going to be good, I don't want him to be average. I don't want him to be mediocre.
0: I want him to be awful. He's, I mean, as you saw, I don't think it's I don't think he has awful in him. Especially if they continue to call plays like that for him. Oh, I don't
1: want to look at the bad in this <laughs> game, but there's there, there are many plays that could have ended dreadfully. Oh, see, I will I don't say think this. there
0: were that many plays. I, that, there was one throw early that I thought should have been intercepted. That's M- about it. Miles yeah. Garrett, tip that could have gone for a touchdown the other way. How can they,
2: you not whoa. see awful? Because I've watched his preseason film. I see awful. But <laughs> I'm sorry. You saw what
0: he looks like out there on, on this game plan playing with ones.
2: And I saw there were moments under the pass rush where you could see him kind of freezing, and his eyes getting as big as dinner plates.
1: Where
0: he goes into the fetal position, <laughs> he, protecting the ball. <laughs> I love it. It looks bad, but he, at least he didn't he didn't get strip sacked. Yeah,
2: I, I think the goal for Brandon Allen and for the Broncos is find out if he can be a backup.
0: And here's so the thing, far. Here's what I promise. Here's what I don't want to happen: is he he plays somewhere in between average and good. Right. And they're stuck there thinking, like, oh, is he the future? Should we – is it a quarterback competition next year? Maybe we don't need – like, where you're stuck in this uh, toss-up area.
2: Okay, then you have to think of it the way the Buffalo Bills thought of Tyrod Taylor in 2017. Good enough to get them to the playoffs at 9-7, and seven, eat them in at the end. But they didn't change their plan. They said – we want to get a quarterback from this draft. We're still going to do that. They didn't deviate from that. And now they're in a better spot because they kept building. And Josh Allen, he's been scattershot, but clearly he looks like he can be the guy there.
0: It's a, yeah. I so mean, you it's,
2: don't, if you have a plan, don't, don't, change, don't it. change it. Unless you see something extraordinary from Brandon Allen. While well, I saw a good game, a fun game, given the opposition, I didn't see the potential for extraordinary here. I guess I'm sorry. But I don't want to. I don't want to take this day away from him, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And, and, and w- I, but I I'm I got to be t- realistic about it. I'm cheering for Tebow Mania 2.0. But yeah, he's not. He's not Tim Tebow. So but is maybe, that a good thing or maybe a bad he has thing? The magic. <laughs> well, well, for one
2: thing, he completes more of his passes, a greater percentage than Tim Tebow. Could you guys comment on Royce Freeman? This is from N.K. Geyer. No, we can't actually comment on
0: him. <laughs> um. Okay, Royce. For me. His acceleration is too slow, and it creates missed opportunities. And the hard thing is watching a guy like Phil, whose acceleration is elite. And then they hand the ball off to Royce, and you see this big hole, and by the time he's through it, it's closed down and linebackers there. And and maybe it's a gain of four, but you just think to yourself, man, if that was Phil, it could have been 20.
2: Are you shopping for a late-round flyer on a running back next year in the draft and seeing if he can't push Royce Freeman?
0: I don't see why not. I don't I see why not. You always
2: want Churn at the position anyway because it's high attrition.
0: They do. I think they trust Royce Freeman in a lot of different situations. I think they think he's a smart running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's turned into a pretty darn good receiver as a running back. But you certainly can't look at Royce Freeman and say you can't upgrade your number two running back position. This is true.
2: At Chains, a two ninety two Expected a loss and got a dub and maybe a serviceable QB. Okay, okay. Serviceable. <laughs> serviceable is, a is bad. That is the place dangerous place. <laughs> word. If he's serviceable, you're looking to move on. You just had serviceable with Joe Flacco. You had serviceable with Case Keenum. You had serviceable. You didn't have serviceable
0: with Joe Flacco. Well,
1: well
2: Mace, I got to ask yeah.
1: you though: Isn't serviceable what you want from a backup? Yes. Is, so so didn't you see like let, let, let's just say this was week 17 and then you had to decide going into next year whether this was your guy as the backup quarterback didn't you see enough from this to say yeah I feel comfortable not you know a four year I 25 see million dollar backup deal but but you feel comfortable with him go, going into next year as the backup right maybe
2: i i want to see him against a good defense and i want to see him on the road
1: but i, I he showed enough to be serviceable in a, back,
0: a, back, yeah, in a, a backup role. Yeah. And,
1: and, of course, just on this one-game sample size.
0: here's the thing. If you never get to see Drew Locke this year, or, or let's say you do get to see Drew Locke, but you don't learn enough, like you might be drafting a quarterback in the first round. Well, maybe the and whole... you got three guys in there. Maybe the whole guys. point
2: of this is deciding whether Brandon Allen can be the backup who is there just in case your first rounder isn't ready. So, basically, what if this is between Brandon Allen and a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown type.
0: Oh, uh, just give me Brandon Allen. Right, no more Band-Aids. Ever. I'm not.
2: Well, I'm not talking about a Band-Aid. I'm talking about somebody with those guys who's basically another QB coach.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if they're just going to sit in the room and be smart, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be great at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, this, this threw a real wrench into the gears, and I'm excited about it because I was tired of the same old, same old. This is something to think about now. Like There's all sorts of different scenarios that can now play out in this season. There's also a
1: chance that after Minnesota's game in two weeks that we're sitting here saying, yep, no wrench thrown in any gears. We know exactly that Drew Locke needs to be the starting quarterback in week 13 when the Broncos
2: come home.
0: Right, but I will have been thankful that we at least got something sure. else to talk about for sure, a week. Sure, sure, absolutely. What else we got, Mace?
2: Well, unfortunately... Um, really quick, go mini- you go w- ahead. W- when Mace is
1: looking that center. up, the Minnesota Vikings, who is the Broncos' next opponent after their bye week...
0: Just lost to a backup quarterback. Mm. Year of the backup. Mm, it really is. How is this ha- like everywhere? <laughs> Has there been any backup that didn't have a good game?
1: I don't think so, <laughs> except for the other Allen in San Francisco last week, but that was his only loss.
0: Right, like every backup is coming in and being successful. First it was Kyle Allen, then it was Teddy B. Uh, you know, then it's Matt Moore. It's like what is happening out here? How have
1: fourth string quarterbacks done this year? Because that's technically what Drew Locke is
0: going to be if he ever gets a shot. How's he? F- oh, I guess he would be. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. That is, that's But he
2: went from second string to fourth sw- string is what you're saying. Yeah. Because he was second string after usurping Kevin Hogan.
1: Right. Oh, boy, Kevin Hogan, fifth what, string guy on this team now. Yeah, what's Kevin Hogan up to these days?
0: Watching Brandon Allen on TV. Maybe he'll be on the sidelines for CU Stanford next week. <laughs> I'm
2: actually surprised that nobody in the XFL kind of picked him up.
0: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so
2: I like this comment. Unfortunately, um, I had to refresh because my th- my uh, my Periscope froze, so all the comments aren't showing up right now. But oh, well, if you had a comment that you sorry. want us to get to, go ahead and send it Go ahead and, and again. resend mm-hmm. it right now. Referred to a Noah Fant as not a bust, but a bus with a little bus emoji <laughs> on it. I, I, I mean, like how dude, catchy that was.
0: That truck stick. <laughs> that dude just bounced off of him like he was made of rubber from Denver Rubber Company. <laughs> oh, nice. Any, anything else? We're, we're, uh, that's the only one we got on there.
2: That's uh, the last one that I recall. I can't. The other ones, I'm forgetting what they said. So if you have a comment, go send it to us quickly right now here on Periscope. Otherwise, I think we'll You're be are SOL. It. Yes. Sorry about that.
1: Guys, this defense has been so good. Like May said, four touchdowns in the last five games. They've allowed two touchdowns in the last 16 trips to the red zone.
0: How frustrating is it that they've had this defense, and for the most part over the last four years, it has been very good to great, and they haven't been able to put even a respectable offense on the field during that entire time?
2: Well, I would say this. The 2017 defense and 2018 defenses, that those two units had issues, and they popped up particularly against the pass They had an ungodly high rate of uh, touchdown passes allowed in 2017 explosive plays. Last year, you saw some of the breakdowns against, like, George Kittle, for example. So, this is the best defense the Broncos have had since 2016. That's the season that was the letdown, I would say. this, This D is finally back to the standard that the Broncos had in 2016, or at least approaching it.
0: And it's just so frustrating that Joe Flacco was the one who was picked to, to lead this team?
2: Well, I think part of the thing is...
0: Like, I
2: said it over and over. You were asking him to turn back the clock five years, and that hardly ever happens. But they bring in Joe Flacco because they feel like this scheme can bring out something different. It can It can turn him back to what he once was. The problem is... He'd had two seasons in which he missed time because of injuries. He was older. He saw things differently. It was I in retrospect, it was a Hail Mary and you know, maybe things can happen to to bail John Elway out, but to me, one of the quotes that is most damning when you look at John Elway is regarding him as in his or Joe Flacco as in his prime. I mean, I remember hearing that and I I was listening to the press conference with uh, Ryan Edwards of KOA and Orange and Blue Seven Hundred and Sixty at the time, and we both looked at each other like, "What?"
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that wants to believe that he didn't actually believe that he was just kind of like going in too hard on trying to sell it to the fan base. So anyway, but if he did believe that, along with the fact that he didn't think Lamar Jackson could really be a guy in the NFL and Kyler Murray's too short, and like a lot of these things are building up along with the f- when you add. The, the players that he didn't like, and with the players that he did like, it's a pretty bad mix of things. Um, but maybe Drew Locke, maybe Brandon Allen can be the cure to all those woes. Guys, maybe to wrap this up.
1: No, we
2: got some more questions. Oh, okay. A bunch okay, came nice. in, so we're going to be good. We'll Hit get me to those. some. Anyway, first of all, from uh, ZJ Castro 94, what kind of contract does Justin Simmons get? Whew. pretty big one. North York. of $30 million guaranteed
0: yeah this is a it's hard because this is what happens is elite players set the market and even though Justin might not quite be in that elite you know take over a game safety that's what the market is saying that really good safeties are worth and and he's going to be asking for something in that market so I don't know what it is but yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to pay
1: yeah 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 you are and pay him now Because he's a guy where, Mace, I think you and I can have some, and and Ryan, of course, we'll have some very interesting conversations about who to pay right now and who not to. But I don't think there's any doubt in in anyone's mind that Justin Simmons is in your long-term plan. So don't wait past this week. Pay him. Let him enjoy his bye week this week. Don't wait until he goes and has three more great games.
2: Yeah. At B Poland 11, why is Garrett Bowles still playing? Lack I, of options at left tackle. Yeah. I think that's Who the else?
0: reason. I mean, I want to say, head. like, what do you want, Jake Rogers? But I probably would say, what do you want, Brandon Allen? And for all I know, Jake Rogers would go in and stonewall someone. And, but and, what I would
2: like to see if Jawan James can get back for the Minnesota game is to find out, okay, would they do that rotation they were planning on doing? Jawan James got hurt before you had a chance to find out whether Garrett Bulbs was going to get relieved uh, in place so, with Elijah Wilkinson filling in with, for him for a series. So, Jawan James, man. Anyway.
1: He's played in. Uh, he's played in 32 snaps this year. Yep, uh, a Ga- lot of cheese. Half, for 32 snaps. Half pretty much uh, half a million per snap.
2: That's good work <laughs> if he can get it. Gabriel <laughs> 78 4 L. Noah Fant for 75 yards. Lumba.
0: Nice. what do you think I'm of you uh, 75? I was so happy about that. <laughs> Everything just, all comes together. I'm just glad you didn't smack this table
1: because <laughs> oh, we pieced it, it, it
2: together. But <laughs> the, the visual would have been tremendous for those yeah, out there watching. my computer on flying across the say, room. Hey, I, I mine too. It. Mine's right <laughs> I here. I would have loved it. <laughs> From Mike, see how games can be fun? Just had to get Sleepy Joe out of there.
0: The game was so fun that Cortland Sutton complimented my bolo tie. <laughs> oh. Wins are good. It's a nice right. bolo tie. Thank Ro- you.
2: Robert Tremblay, will Bryce Callahan and Jawan James play after the bye? I'm going to guess Jawan James does play against the Vikings.
0: Got to get another half in. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Bryce Callahan, man, I don't know. That, you know guy, that guy's a rumor at this point.
1: Here's the thing for me with Bryce, no, Why? Yeah. Put put them on the shelf. Just why is he on our? Why are are you really thinking? I know the Broncos were at three and six last year, and they went on a three-game oh, win streak, God. and they were six and six. And you can make the argument that if it wasn't for Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Harris Jr. getting hurt, then maybe they go ten and six, and then Vance Joseph is the coach of the year, as some people were saying. <laughs> Stop it. Last year, <laughs> at that point. Um. But have come you been at the Green Solution in the last hour or so? <laughs> there yeah. are seventeen locations. <laughs> but you can't be thinking that, right? Like we're, we're enjoying this moment because we understand that these moments aren't going to come around too often The The season.
2: likelihood is they're going to go to Minnesota and get stomped like grapes.
1: Well, at least that makes wine, right? Yes. I don't but, but it takes time.
2: You have to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're Remember, gonna get sell no wine before it's time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think they're going to get stomped. They probably will lose the game. That's I think really they'll tough get
2: stomped. I think they'll get stomped by Minnesota. I think they'll lose close in Buffalo.
0: We'll see. Buffalo, Buffalo yeah, feels like that coming.
2: painful thirteen six type of loss.
0: The Brandon Allen offense averages twenty four points a game. Makes <laughs> against the Cleveland six point days are over
2: against Cleveland.
0: Uh, I, I'm with you. Don't get crazy and start thinking. Okay, we gotta, we gotta, you know, set a plan in place to get Bryce Callahan back. And honestly, at this point, you might as well just shelf JaJuan James. Like, I would just be playing for the future, play Juwan Winfrey, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine. I, they're going to do it, though. Like I, I History tells us they're going to say that Bryce Callahan can come back and after the bye, and then he's probably going to get hurt after four plays. and
2: Maybe this is all trending toward Drew Locke taking Bryce Callahan's place on the roster. Maybe. On the 53-man. How about yeah. that? Uh, let's see. This one from... Is that uh, motto, 1987? I like the win, but can't help but feel like it's meaningless just pushing us away from a top QB, hashtag lose for Lawrence. Yeah, well,
1: it could be. Well, it doesn't matter if this season <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. If you really want to lose for Lawrence, that's next year. But I think Please this, no. But I think this team <laughs> won't lose anymore. for Lawrence.
2: I, I think the best time to take a quarterback is probably going to be next year because with the foundation that's being built, I think this team wins 8 to 10 games next year.
0: Also Trevor Lawrence. Not having a very good season. Um, Well,
2: he's not having a very good season by his freshman standards. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people would take that year that Uh, he's having this year.
0: The Buffs certainly would. Yes, that's Um, true. Here,
1: yeah,
0: it is weird. It is weird. Like, uh, this did hurt their draft position, and it doesn't really count for anything else except for Brandon Allen having an amazing memory to tell his grandchildren (laughs) about one day. But – you know what? I'm here for amazing memories.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to enjoy the moment. We'll talk moment. about the
0: Brandon Allen game for years. Yeah,
1: and how it made them lose out on a quarterback. And Barry Sanders and Deion Sanders. When
2: I rewrite tales from the Denver Broncos' sideline in 10 years or so, I'll probably have a few hundred words about the Brandon Allen game.
0: The Brandon Allen game. That's we'll it. always have the
1: Brandon Allen maybe, game. Maybe, you'll maybe, always maybe, have today. maybe. You'll have just a whole book on this game because it'll mean so much for the Broncos. And I've future. got some
0: good <laughs> anecdotes for you. If you, if you uh, need a sp-
2: All right. How about hashtag sabotage for Steven or hashtag massacre for Montez?
0: Oh, wow. There's a, you in, want no. Steven Montez as your quarterback, <laughs> Ryan? Don't do that. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> he reminds me too much of Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't help it.
0: I mean... He certainly has those vibes. Unfortunately, Paxton Lynch was a little more successful in college. Uh-huh. But he was
2: also in the American and not in the Pac-12. Although, the, n- although, is there that much of a difference between the two? he will get a chance really.
0: with, a, with an NFL team, as he should. I mean, he has a lot of, of qualities that well, he'll 5th like. He'll be a
2: fifth to seventh-round pick.
0: Yeah, I
1: think he'll get a shot. But. As you guys can see, Ryan, just his mood just dropped. My soul you gotta, you
0: gotta do like You've got to do that to him. You hey, have to win be, out to make a bowl. I'll be, Washington I'll be. and Utah on the schedule. There's <laughs> not many good days right now. When
2: I uh, go back uh, to Florida, see my parents, and I catch a few Shrine game practices, I'm sure I'll catch up with Steven Montez if he's down there. Yeah. Unless they send him to the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl in Pasadena, which, by the way, the coaches in that game are Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson.
0: Bronco's wow. going to coach the Senior Bowl?
2: Um, they might.
0: Maybe too be good great. because of the
1: Brandon Allen game. Oh! How does that work again?
2: It's the uh, top two teams that are retaining most of their coaching staff f- in terms of draft position that are maintaining most of their coaching staff. So, right, you figure the Dolphins aren't going to fire Brian Flores and company. Yeah, he's in. So there's one staff right there.
0: Oh, and the Bengals. Yeah.
2: So there you go, Dolphins, Bengals. Bada-bing,
0: bada-boom. Those teams suck. Yes, this? they do. And the Jets. Speaking of suck. Oh my God, the Jets. Uh, Zach and I were talking about this as we were eating our pregame meal. It's unbelievable how many teams thought they were like ready to go, mm-hmm. and have gone the complete opposite way. Look at the Browns. It was like, all right, we got our guy. It's time to go all in. Give me OBJ. You know, they're going after everyone. The Jets. They want Le'Veon Bell. They want um, whoever the linebacker was. Like, they're like, it's time to go. Yeah. They're terrible. Uh, who else? On the flip side, there was oh the, the, Bears. Yep, the Bears, the Bears. They were ready to go. they were t- it's time to compete for a Super Bowl.
1: On the flip side, the Baltimore Ravens, who are now up at hat nearing halftime, seventeen to zero over the seven, Patriots. No, it's
2: seventeen ten. It oh, was 17-10. It was be seventeen 10
0: yeah, okay. well. it all starts with one mistake. They muffed <laughs> a punt, and but hard,
2: part of it also is you got to have the right overall equation. And you look at Cleveland, they're struggling on defense. You look at the Jets, they're struggling in almost every facet of football right now. Buffalo drafts Josh Allen, but they build a complementary defense to go along with him. And lo and behold, those teams that go quarterback back in the 2018 draft, they're the best ones. My point being, the Broncos can do what the Bills are doing right now. That could be the Broncos in 2020. Right. If they get a quarterback who can do just enough.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then
2: if it's a young quarterback with upside out of the first round or if it's Drew Locke, either way, you can say, look what he's doing now. Look what we believe he can do in the future. So you've got the present set and the future's in good shape as well.
0: What's just weird is it felt like the Broncos were really falling behind the NFL. You know, it's like, oh, man, all those teams got quarterbacks in that draft and now they're Mm -hmm. moving forward and it's like, All those teams took a step back now that the Broncos are pretty much on an even playing field with those guys. But they still need the quarterback. But they still need the quarterback.
2: And again, uh, Buffalo to me is the model that you want to follow. Sean McDermott and Brandon (laughs) Imagine
0: saying that like three years ago. Have
2: done an amazing job. And again, part of the thing I liked about them was that they didn't get too caught up in the euphoria of going to the playoffs in 2017. They knew that it wasn't sustainable. They had to do other things to get the plan right. we got to just get another question in here. Um, This one from uh, Notorious Borg. Do you think Rich will change his play-calling style to be more quarterback-friendly with our young core? I think we already saw it today.
0: He he had uh, an epiphany, a come-to-Jesus moment. Where he realized that if he simplifies things for the quarterback and just focuses on getting the ball into the hand, getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers, good things will happen. I don't know why it took this long to understand that, but again, I just think I'm just blaming everything on Joe Flacco.
1: And how about this? Brandon Allen and Rich Gangrello met multiple times throughout the week, and Rich said. Let me know if there's anything in practice that you don't like, that you can't see, that frankly you just don't want to run, and I'll scratch it off my game game sheet. Let me know if there's anything that you want to run, and I'll work it in there for this offensive plan. So, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Rich Scangarello said we're going to work to the quarterback strengths and not just work to what I think his strengths are, but work to what he tells me he wants to do. Isn't that a novel idea?
0: And, like, Joe Flacco didn't even want to shave. I just don't feel like he was putting that much thought into what he did and didn't like. Yeah,
2: it's pretty clear that Flacco was the square peg in the round hole. And then finally, this one here from Motto, 1987. If Allen wins at Minnesota and Buffalo, do you think Locke plays at all this year?
0: Nope. There's if he wins both
2: those games, I'm going to say no, he doesn't.
0: They're six and six. No, sorry, they'd be five and six. Five and
2: six coming home to face the Chargers.
0: Right, and, <laughs> and, 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 and- for forget- then they
2: they're probably 6-6. Right, exactly. I don't know. I think they beat the Chargers here.
1: Chargers look good today for the first time this year, to, yeah. to, to be fair. But, uh, yes, there is still a chance because then what do they do over those next three games before returning at home for those final two?
2: And this may come back to the old uh, ten, then houston Oilers plan for Steve McNair. They actually had a mediocre season in 1995, McNair's rookie season. They put him in for the last two games, and maybe if there's a spark— but it fades, that's how this ends up playing out.
0: it would be interesting. I'd love to see it because I'm here for the chaos, but uh, I also really do want to see Drew Locke play, so that'd be nice too. <laughs> uh, got You got to take it uh, from, from both sides sometimes. You wanna, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> Maybe he wins all those games and then like has a sprained ankle or something.
1: <laughs> Nothing too serious.
0: I don't know what it is, but suddenly the next couple of weeks just got a lot more interesting, and for that I'm thankful – uh really awesome i i I leave this just being so happy for brandon allen Uh, i can't imagine how many texts he has and his family and his mom's probably crying and like so many it's so cool to think about for me so congratulations to him congratulations to the broncos for uh Looking like a competent football team.
1: If he doesn't have a girlfriend or a wife or a significant other. I bet he's hearing from a lot of girls in his past. He's a pretty good-looking guy
0: that still was an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's been having any troubles in those areas. I thought he was married. Okay, Probably
1: is. Maybe maybe people are still reaching out. (laughs) All
0: right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Thanks to all for tuning in. We will be back with you tomorrow. And we'll talk more about what's going on here and maybe some more about who the Broncos should resign. And stay tuned to dnvr.com because there's a person who deserves a lot of credit for this game that we only talked about in a negative light on this podcast. And yet I'm going to sit down right after this and write only positive things about said person or mostly positive things about said person. So make sure you check that out. We'll talk to you guys later.